And you're listening to Daily Dose with Fatima. Don't forget to check out more episodes. Hi, my name's Fatima. I'm in my first year of broadcast media studies. Um, on today's podcast, I'll be interviewing a young lady that is brave and courageous. She organized a seminar that focused on the Black Lives Matter movement. She and a group of friends organized this just to bring awareness to it and to also raise their voices. Before we start, could you please say your name? My name is Rahma Gabrahiwa. Oh, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for being on here. What made you organize this seminar? Um, The reason why I wanted to do it is because I go to a mainly white school and it made me want to educate them about the Black Lives Matter movement and what it really meant and also just the history behind it. Okay, so what exactly did you talk about? like while you were there like just did you just talk about history or did you talk about personal experience or all the above so what we did was we actually focused on a lot of different topics so in the beginning the teachers actually because it was like a student-led uh, black lives matter um seminar so we just kind of did like a history and overview of like just the main history and then we went and dived in into our own personal experiences and then we kept it as like a discussion so that everyone was feel like free to share their own thoughts and opinions Okay. So was there anyone that disagreed with you or were there questions that were tough for you to like answer? Well, there were a few people that just couldn't handle the fact that like there was people who just didn't want to participate. Mm -hmm. They didn't agree with some of what was being said. And honestly, you're never going to get people who agree with you like 100%. And that's okay. So honestly, we just kind of pushed it aside and we kept on going. Exactly. That's all you can do. Next question is, is there anything that you would have done differently if COVID-19 was not here? So when we were doing the seminars, COVID wasn't very prevalent. So we just kind of had like a huge discussion group, but it wasn't, if COVID like was very prevalent, we would have mostly just done it through Zoom. It would have had the same impact because we just wanted everyone to share their thoughts. Um, did you feel as though like um you speaking about your experience it was gonna be overlooked or people were just were people gonna view you a certain way when you spoke about your own personal experience with racism or at first, yeah. Um it was kind of like nerve wracking because it wasn't just like any type of podcast. Like you actually had to tell your, or it wasn't any type of seminar. Like you actually had to tell your own experiences. And so it was kind of weird of just letting a room full of random people, like just know everything about your life and everything that you go through. So at first it was a little nerve wracking, but eventually once more people started to discuss and share their own ideas, it got more natural. Okay. That's, that's really nice. Do you think that you got your message across? Yeah. I think that everyone had, just everyone had the voice a voice in there so everyone could tell their own opinions even if it wasn't agreeing with what the majority were saying nobody judged them for the most part we just kind of all contributed and we all kind of had our own goals and visions of what we wanted to happen later on in the future with the Black Lives Matter movement but everyone just kind of for the most part had the same ideas. Okay did you feel as though you weren't being taken serious by other students or mainly white students while you were talking about your experiences and if so in which ways? Um, I felt like some of the students were trying to downgrade the whole fact of systemic racism and they were trying to kind of prove how it wasn't real and how everyone goes through disadvantages but what we were trying to showcase was that every like black people go through systemic racism it was never created to to benefit us and so people some people just didn't agree with that because they were saying how like oh white people could have a disadvantaged life and so on and so on but that wasn't what we were saying like we were 
were saying that people weren't targeted specifically because of the color of their skin. Exactly. So it's it's like people saying basically, or just white people saying, like, mm -hmm. there's opportunities in this country, you just have to take advantage of it, which in most cases is not true because like- Exactly. Me as a Muslim black woman, I have like a, like really bad disadvantages within the program that mm -hmm. I'm in right now. I may not even be able to get a job. So, you know, we live. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true because like a lot of the times, even going to job interviews like some people have to change their names to make it seem so like not ghetto or black or different mm -hmm. make it seem like it's like I don't know or you have to do your hair a certain way or dress a certain way like it's just they target you specifically for that and then they say that you should take the opportunities when the opportunities aren't really there unless you're white exactly exactly mm -hmm. that even brings me to like I had to change my name because it sounded too African or and because people were having a hard time pronouncing it and like I hated the name for so long because like they would say it so bad and I'm just like that's not how you say my name and when I would correct yeah them, exactly like, can't you just shorten it my mom didn't shorten my name when she gave birth to me so why are you shortening exactly my name? No. and like your name is a part of your identity like you're gonna you have to learn to they have to learn to get it because that's who you are as a person you know what I mean so it's just it's annoying <laughs> it really is I'm just like okay but we ended up changing it so now it's just plain and short just Fatima well, yeah. the next question I have for you is I want to know if you have seen the video of the lady that was maltreated at the police station here in Calgary a few years back um, it just became um, viral a few months ago what would you say to those that say that there isn't any police brutality in Canada or in Calgary it's only an American issue um, to those people I would most likely say that they're ignorant and that's all I would say I would just say that it's a pure bliss of ignorance Ooh. Okay. Do you believe that Canada is less racist than America? Well, I believe that Canada has more hidden racism, so it's not as showcased as American racism, which is why so many people. But uh, America has a lot more, like, uh, Canada has a lot more hidden racism, so people think that it's not an issue because they don't see it firsthand, and just because you don't see something doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Exactly. Whereas in America, like, they showcase everything and it kind of has a like a stereotype of just having like race like I don't know I, it's just in America it's a lot more prevalent in terms of being sh showcased like in cameras and stuff but in Canada it's so much more hidden and people are like oh Canada is only like where the nice people are all they do is just drink Tim Hortons and play hockey and blah 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 like they just sorry. there's yeah there's definitely nothing wrong with that country like we sure have a lot of advantages but there's also a shit ton of disadvantages that we go through here exactly and like mm -hmm. with the hidden racism like if we like delve deeper and really like look at history the native americans mm -hmm. had such a huge disadvantage when it came to like exactly we, we're not even like properly like taught anything concerning the exactly people. so i'm just like like where's the actual history in this like you guys are not showcasing the actual history exactly it's just it's i don't know it's a very very ignorant topic that people don't schools just need to sh like teach more about the things that actually matter as opposed to teaching us about founders that literally did nothing other than just have slaves and do nothing for us you know what i mean mm -hmm. like in terms of canada and america like both of them and like they're just racist <laughs> like exactly it's uh, yeah i don't even know how to explain it how would you let people know that black lives matter not only in america but every part of the world um i'd let them know that black lives matter is important by continuing to educate and inform them because people who are educated and informed understand the importance of the issue and that that's the only way we can really do things it's just by being educated exactly yeah
Education is key. Um, I know there have been other forms of protest um, against BLM, saying that um, BLM is a, pro a terrorist group or, you know, just that all together. They raid and riot. What would you say to them? What would you say to the people that do say that? Um, a group that fights just to be able to live another day in a so-called free country is not a terrorist group. And that's all I'd have to say. Girl. <laughs> Now that was a drag. <laughs> Most would say all lives matter. What is your take on that slogan? The slogan was made to oppose the Black Lives Matter movement. So for centuries, people has acted as if Black lives didn't matter. An example being slavery, Jim Crow, and just so many more things. But now Black people are being direct and letting everyone know that our lives matter just as much as everyone else. And would you say that BLM brings other issues to light, not just Black issues? This movement has helped shed light on many injustices across people of color all over the world. So we're stuck on a system designed to unconsciously benefit everyone who isn't a minority. And we've been seeing on like Instagram and all these other social media medias of other issues that have just been going on around the world that have been hidden because nobody thought to bring light into this situation. But now that Black Lives Matter protests and stuff have sparked, more people have gotten the courage to bring about their own stories and tell their own truths. Exactly. And like mm -hmm. I've seen more protests going on around, like with um, the NSARS protests in Nigeria, and now with yeah. the Sikhs, um, the Sikh farmers trying to get justice or trying to get their voices heard, basically, or like the women in Mexico, basically. So yeah, shed a lot of light on other issues, not just black issues. You know, it's not exactly. I think it's just all divide and conquer at the end of the day. It's like we're just gonna focus on one issue. Oh, who do you feel should be the face of the movement? I feel that Black people, obviously, should be the face of the movement. I hate when people try to use the the saying that, oh, um, Martin Luther King wouldn't have wanted you to do that anytime it comes to just trying to fight or protest. But that <laughs> Martin Luther King, that's not, okay, at that time when protests were happening, Martin Luther King wasn't saying that Black Lives Matter, Black Lives, Black Lives shouldn't fight for, Black people shouldn't fight for their lives. Sorry, I got tongue twisted. He was saying that it does there doesn't need to be looting and all the or it doesn't need to be um vicious is basically what he was trying to bring across. But at the end of the day, if Martin Luther King were here now and he was seeing the situation that was happening now, he would a hundred percent be the face of the movement. He would be leading it and he would be at the very front of the protests, telling all the cops and all the whole system. He would be telling the whole system down at that point. Exactly. And he was a really peaceful protester. And what did they do? They, they assassinated him. So exactly. So at the end of the day, being peaceful isn't it's not going to do anything if people aren't listening. You know what I mean? Protests are there to help people listen. But what are you going to do when no one's listening? You know, exactly. Mm -hmm. But it still doesn't give people the right to like loot and riot. Exactly. And that's not what black. Black lives that's not what the movement is it's not about looting and destroying and doing all these things it's just trying to bring light into our situation it's trying to create change but no one's listening you know what I mean it's all about just trying to raise our voices higher and higher so that eventually we can get some real change and like with Malcolm X also with mm -hmm. Martin Luther like um what that he was folk basically focused on civil rights and it wasn't just black rights it was basically rights for every single individual that was at a disadvantage upon like white supremacy or whatever like in the white system he was fighting yeah. for every single person that was at a disadvantage so it just yeah you bring that martin luther is not gonna you know really exactly anyway my next question is do you think that there will ever be like a systemic change to there for there to be less racism like within like any poc community basically oh yes yeah i definitely think that i definitely think that there 
will be as long as we continue using our voices. And honestly, we have been seeing a lot of um, changes with the whole grassroots projects with Sean King on his Instagram, um, just forcing like, it's it all starts small at the end of the day. It's just who you appoint and who you let into office has a big part in what's going to happen next. And if you're electing people who are black and who know what it's like to be black in America or Canada, then you're going to start seeing some change eventually. So it's all about informing and continuing to fight and then hopefully we'll see some change. Yeah, with um, what is it? You mentioned Sean King. A lot of a lot of black people don't like Sean King though, which, you know. Really? Why is that? I didn't know that. He's a scammer, and like, there's a whole history on him. But we'll get into yeah. that another time. We'll really will. Yeah. Okay. On Sean King, baby. Uh, you don't like him? He's okay. I don't I don't really look at him really. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I like him because he's just, I feel like, I don't know. He's just like in terms of education and I feel like he's really into what he does and he's really into just trying to make sure that people get justice at the end of the day. Like he really, really puts forth all his energy into ensuring that people get their justice and ensuring that everyone can collaborate and do things so that the families can get what they like deserve. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. Okay. I Mm -hmm. completely understand. After you, before we part ways, is how can non-Black people or people of color be good allies to the Black community? Um, I feel like I keep saying this a lot, but it's really important. And that's just to continue to educate and to inform other people. And if you have family members who don't agree or who say like all lives matter or who say things that are racist or support racist um presidents then i feel like the only thing you can do is just continue to educate them and let them know that it's not okay and honestly i've seen a lot of friends and family change their family's perspective on issues and now it's just it's better because once you start talking and discussing and seeing both sides and really letting that in then you can have a good conversation and both sides can be educated on what you want you know what I mean so it's just it's a matter of education at the end of the day and informing yeah I would like to say that black women are not your teachers they're not you know your personal um google google searches Mm -hmm. because we're not there to explain every little thing that's gonna happen or that's happening right now the internet is super free you just have to pay an amount every month Google is, (laughs) go to the public library if you really need that information. Black women, black men, black people in general are not your, you know, your cape and gown for you to wear. So I just, that's all I want to say. Exactly. Do your research. I agree. I would like to thank you for doing this interview with me. Um, If you could tell everyone what your handles are, if they have any questions for you, they could ask it. Um, My Instagram is R-A-H-W-A underscore G underscore. Um, And that's, where I majorly get most of my questions so thank you so much for being on here and continue being an inspiration to so many young people especially me because I I know sure as hell I could never do a seminar sage fry baby (laughs) honestly me too sis I just the only thing that was good about it was just the discussion portion like everyone if everyone's talking and sharing their own opinions then it wasn't really scary this was Fatima with Daily Dose and I'll see you next time with an even more exciting conversation and you're listening to Daily Dose with Fatima don't forget to check out more episodes